Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Donna Dubay. Donna is a certified director of operations and business growth strategist who works with established online service-based business owners who are ready to make a bigger impact and maximize their profit. By leveraging their time, talent, and tactics, Donna helps business owners go from solopreneur to confident CEO without sacrificing their life, health, or relationships. Thanks so much for being here today, Donna. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Diane. I am happy to have you here too. And we're going to be talking about, um, you know, being a CEO, even, Mm. you know, even for small business owners. So I, I, this is the first question I want to ask you, what does it mean to really be a CEO of a small business? Yes, right. So when we look up the definition of CEO, chief executive officer, but really it's the person who's leading the company, the person who has the vision, person who's driving the business forward. And so many solopreneurs, especially, but even small business owners who may have a small team, don't think of themselves as CEOs because then when they think of CEO, they're thinking about big corporations, Microsoft, Nike, all those big um situations where they've got, you know, board of directors, lots of VPs, that situation. But when we have a small business, we have to be thinking and acting like a CEO, both with our time and with what we're doing in that time. Because we are the leaders and we are the ones who have to cast the vision, drive the business forward and help our team, if we have a team, understand what the priorities are and where we're going. Okay. So, Wow. Uh, uh, okay. Um, how? I mean, how do they? How do? How do you get a small business owner to look at themselves differently? To to mm-hmm. you know, you say there's like six CEO habits. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where we should focus. Yeah. What sure. are they? And is that what helps a small business owner stay in that lane? Yeah. For sure it does. And really, Diane, it starts with mindset, right? So it's actually getting up and starting a day, believing that I am the leader of this company and what I do with my time matters. So we all have the same 24 hours in the day, but we have to be intentional with how we use that time. I have a quote by James Clear that's, you know, to the essence of we all think there's not enough time. And he says, that's a myth. There is enough time. We just have to focus on the right things with the time we have. So whether you're a business owner who works 20 hours a week, 30 hours a week, 50 hours a week, whatever that looks like for you, you have to really focus on where am I spending my time and is that giving me the best return on investment? So there are some habits which I help CEOs institute within their business and their daily weeks and months to help them really get out of the weeds, 
take a step back and be able to put on that CEO hat um, and run their business more smoothly. So a couple of those we'll just run through um, to give you an idea of, of what okay. those are. Number one is starting with a CEO power hour. And this is really a CEO date with yourself. So again, if we think about big businesses, they have board of directors, they have VPs of sales, marketing, and each of those are coming to report to the CEO about what's happening in the business. And so this CEO power hour is for you to reflect and review about your own business. So it's a time to kind of take a step back, get that bird's eye view and say, where am I? What's happening in my business? And where do I want to go? And am I on the right track to get where I want to go? And so it's a one hour recurring meeting that you set up in your calendar with yourself that's non-negotiable. And when I say non-negotiable, I mean nothing except for, you know, a life circumstance that you don't expect to happen would push it aside. So consider it just an important meeting as you would with a client, a sales call, that type of thing. And so you're going to do three things. You're going to review some top metrics to see where am I compared to my goals and what do I need to do to get closer to them if I'm falling off the track or if I'm steaming ahead and I'm going to surpass my goal. Great. What can be a next level goal for me in this area? To review what's happening in your business in terms of what's happening this week and then for certain to look at what your top three priorities are going to be as CEO that you need to work on this week and make sure you have time blocked off in your calendar to do those three things. Because most of us as entrepreneurs live and breathe by what's in our calendar, right? <laughs> if it's not in there, we might not have the time or the um, you know, the opportunity to actually go and do it. So you block off time for those really important things that you need to do this week. And then you're gonna ask me, okay, so, so how do I figure out what those most important yeah. things are? <laughs> Right? I read my mind. <laughs> I have a task, task list that's a mile long. Should I just start at the top? Should I pick the things right. I really like? Um, and neither of those are really being strategic when we look at our task list. And so this is the second CEO habit, and that's to make a strategic to-do list. So if we think about all the things that happen in our business, we can put those tasks into two big buckets. One is maintenance, and the other is growth. So things that go in the maintenance buckets are things like admin work, customer service, invoicing, changing something on a landing page, setting up emails in a sequence to send out. Those are things that we can either delegate, automate, or pause, depending on what the thing is, and not necessarily where we as CEO need to be focusing. We need to be spending our time on the growth level tasks, the tasks that are directly tied to revenue generating. So things like our partnerships, our networking, setting up sales calls or doing sales calls, if that's something you're still doing in your business. If you host webinars or speaking in other people's masterclasses and groups, all of those things are CEO level work and things that you need to be focused on each and every week to move the business forward. So when you have your list of tasks, you want to be breaking them down into, okay, which of these two buckets does this task fit into? And if it's in maintenance, then we want to take it a step further and say, do I have someone on my team right now who I could delegate this to? If I don't, do I have capacity to hire someone, even if it's a few hours a week, to do this for me? And then the third area, like I mentioned, is do I still need to be doing this? 
So many of us will bring on new things and new ideas into our business because let's face it, there's a lot of noise out there about what we should be doing, right? Mm, Um, And I don't believe that anyone's business is a cookie cutter mode where you can just take what someone else is doing, plop it into your business and boom, it works. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be evaluating the things that you are doing, looking at the data, looking at the metrics and saying, is this really bringing me benefit? Is this attracting new people into my world? Is this affecting my revenue? And if you don't have evidence that that is really bringing a return on investment, then perhaps you have to consider pausing that and not putting so much energy towards it if it's not bringing you a return. Okay. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Now. Are, are there signs that a business owner can like watch out for that will tell them they're spending too much time in their business and not mm-hmm. on their business? Yes. So a lot of the clients who come to me want to grow their business beyond where they have it now, but they don't know how. They're already working more hours than they would like to be working. But when we take a step back and evaluate what they're doing, It's, again, mostly in that maintenance role. There's not much time on their calendar, and they're not dedicating time towards those growth tasks. And so when we say working on versus in your business, in your business means doing the daily things, doing the weekly things that you need to do to keep the business rolling. Working on your business is being strategic, doing your CEO power hour, looking at what the priorities are, to move your business forward, and then allocating time to work on those. And so we want to make sure that you're spending time each week on your business, right? And so that's how having that CEO power hour, whether it's the beginning of the week or the end of the week, really sets your next week up for success. I see. That's great. That Thanks. Yeah, I, I, I really get it. And the CEO power hour thing, I think, is genius because mm. yeah it it forces that focus mm-hmm. right yes yeah yeah wow okay um so we did two of the habits yeah right all right that's correct what's the third one yes um and so the third one is what i call the scheduling ninja and this is really your calendar and so i encourage my clients to Get a blank calendar, whether it's on paper or on Google, it doesn't matter where it is, but start with a blank calendar and let's map out what your ideal calendar would be for a week. So, so many of us, when we start our business and listen, I'm guilty of this too. When I started mine, our calendar is wide open. We'll take a call, any call, we'll do anything at almost any time, right? (laughs) But as we grow, we need to be more strategic and what that calendar looks like, and again, how we're using our time. So you start with a blank calendar. And the first thing I like to encourage my clients to do is block off any time that is important for you, for family, for friends, or for your own self-care. So if you have, you know, a dinner date with your spouse once a week, block that off. If you have kids that you get to school or pick up, block off that time. So that we're not putting life things on the back burner and trying to squeeze them in around our business, but rather we're putting life things first and having our business work around our life. After we've got 
Sorry. Uh, sorry. I just had to say that I love that because it, then it doesn't feel like that. I feel guilty when I'm working because I feel like I should be with my family and I feel guilty when I'm with my family because I feel yes. like I should be in my business. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it just helps to set up those boundaries. And then once you've got your family things in your calendar, then next you're going to choose your office hours. So whether you're an online business or brick and mortar, doesn't matter, but you're going to have set hours when you are going to be available when you are working in your business. Those could be nine to two, nine to five, or it could be 11 to eight, 11 to seven, whatever works for you in your business. Again, it doesn't have to be the typical nine to five, but you want to set up those clear hours when you're going to be available, when your team and your clients know that they can expect to hear from you and can reach out to you. It also helps you set up your time okay, I finished my morning routine, I've done this, now it's time for me to work, open the laptop and start. Certainly, many of us may do hours outside of those dedicated hours. That's up to you if you choose that. But start with some dedicated hours when your business is open. And then within those, we're going to do some time blocking. Now, I don't think that we should be blocking everything off because things need to ebb and flow, things need to change, right? You get sick, a child gets sick, parent, whatever it is. But certain things in our business, we need to ensure that we have each and every week. So as an example, there are three systems that we need behind the scenes to keep rolling each and every week to keep that momentum going and to keep our business growing. That is our marketing system, our sales system, and our delivery of our program, service, whatever it is that we're offering. And so each week, we need to have time in our calendar for whatever our responsibilities are for the marketing, for the sales, and for the delivery. So as an example, we're on a podcast now. Um, Obviously, it's Diane's responsibility to be on the podcast recording and to interview hosts and guests. It might not be her responsibility to edit this, to make the social media posts, Mm -hmm. to put it together for an email, all that behind the scenes, she can have someone else do. But if she does, that team member needs to know this is my responsibility. So each and every week, I need to have time to take care of the podcast. And Diane needs time each and every week to do the recordings, right? Right. So having that system behind the scenes set up, it's rolling smoothly. Everybody involved knows when and how it's going to work. So that's really important that we have marketing, sales, and client delivery in our calendars each and every week. And then from there, we want to have whatever white space you need. So a lot of us are totally online now and doing a lot of Zoom meetings, but we each have a breaking point. We each have a point when, you know what, a couple of meetings and I need a change, right? I need to get outside for a walk. I need to get some fresh air, have a drink, whatever that is. And so just kind of do some reflection on what is my breaking point and make sure you have some white space in your calendar because... It's a productivity myth that being fully booked out is being successful and productive, Mm. right? Our brains Mm -hmm. just don't work that way. So if I'm hearing that correctly, what you're saying is make sure you give yourself those breaks because it gives your system and your brain an opportunity to clear, reset, you know, whatever it needs. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about, um, because you had talked about, you know, what your schedule is and it can be 
you know, nine to five, whatever. But um, mm-hmm. do you think that it needs to be um, like within a framework uh, of some sort? Like I know when I started my business and for a very long time, my belief was, well, I can work anytime I want. So I ended up mm-hmm. working all the time. And I wasn't as productive as I was when I said, you know what, hang on a second. I'm going to stop working at this time. And I might do some stuff in the evening, but at this time, I'm going to stop. Then I I felt um, not constrained, but sort of a, a box. What mm-hmm. do you think about that? Yes, I think it somewhat depends on the person. And so I'm mm-hmm. a strong proponent of if you're in this position where you feel like you can't walk away from that laptop, right? And your family and friends are asking you, where are you? You know, we haven't seen you in a while. And if that's a problem for you, then let's put some boundaries and some constraints because Mm -hmm. it is a problem for many of us, right? We like what we do. We're enjoying our business. We want to see it grow more. And we put sometimes too much effort into it. um, And we miss out on other things. Right. The other flip of the coin is, like you said, some people feel oh, if I'm in this box and I have to do this from nine to 11, I don't want to do it then. I'm not feeling creative then. It's not working for me then. Right. And so I think that's where the flexibility comes in. Right. Okay. So you build your model calendar for what you think will work for you in your season of life. And then we tweak and change as we need to. So let's say, for example, you put Monday morning, you're going to work on content creation. And you try that for a couple of weeks and you're like, oh, no, this is just not working. That's not the time when I feel creative and at my best. I need to move that to a different time. And so we we change it. We move that to a different time um, till we get that ideal calendar the way that works for us. And my calendar might look completely different from yours. Right, right. So it is. So then what I'm hearing is, you know, be be patient with yourself because, it's figuring out what your rhythm is, unless you already know, right? Yes. Interesting. Yes, 100%. And some of us are morning people, right? That's when right? we are at our peak performance. Mm-hmm. It's not that you have to be in the 5 a.m. club or anything like that, but you just may find the morning is the best time for you. And others are completely opposite. Oh, I do my best time when the house is quiet, everyone's gone to bed, <laughs> right? So it just <laughs> yeah. depends on, again, you as a person and doing that reflection, to, to find out, you know, when is my best time? And then you want to put that work that is really demanding and where you have to really focus. You want to put that at your peak performance time. I get it. Okay. All right. This, this is making great sense to me. I, I appreciate it. It's good. somewhat liberating even. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes, it is. And it just sets up a framework It's not the same for everyone, but it's sort of some steps to go through. So the end result will look different, but you've gone through a framework of how can I organize myself so that I get the best out of what I have to give. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's maximizing who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Where are we with the habits? Yeah. So number five is what I call the CEO score. And so this goes along with those maintenance versus growth tasks. But you may get rolling and say, okay, I got to do growth tasks. I got to do growth tasks. And some weeks you may find opportunities come up and you've had several growth tasks and maybe you've done a lot of growth tasks. And other weeks, it might be a bit quieter and you're having problems finding those opportunities and fitting them in. And so the CEO score is really a way of 
measuring, if you'd like, your sweat and equity into how much time you're putting towards the growth tasks and the maintenance tasks each week. So it's just a guideline to help us ensure that we're putting the right amount of time towards those growth tasks. Mm -hmm. And really what it is, is based on our revenue goal. So the higher the revenue goal we have, then the more time we need to be spending on growth tasks. The higher the revenue goal, the more likely we have some team members to help support us with those maintenance tasks, right? So they go hand in hand. It's a, you're climbing the ladder, but other team members are coming up with you. It's not you alone um, as you work that. And so if you're a solopreneur, certainly there's maintenance tasks that you still may need to do during your week, right? But as your revenue grows, you're able to bring on more people to help support you. And then you're able to focus more of your time on the growth tasks. I see. Okay. I get that one too. Good. Yeah. Good, good. And what is six? <laughs> and then the sixth one is really what I call CEO review. So many of us set out big lofty goals in January. <laughs> and by March or April, we've either forgotten about them or we're off on a different path, track. Um, and so it's just really helping you say, yes, set those 12 month goals because it's good to be dreaming and to be looking ahead and seeing where we want to go. But then break those down further. So I like to take the 12-month goals, break them into 90-day goals, and then from there, monthly goals. So that each week, I know this month, I'm focusing on X, and I'm going to take one step each week towards reaching it. It's much easier to think about it when it's a smaller monthly goal than a big 12-month goal. So as an example, you know, some of my clients want to start a new program or they want to write a book. Well, those are big goals and they're not going to happen in a month, right? But if we can break that book writing process down into smaller steps, it makes it much easier to say, what am I focusing on this month? So when we do our power hour and we're setting up what our priorities are, it's really easy to see, okay, I've done this and this. The next thing I need to do is this, right? So doing that review each week and then at the end of each month and most importantly, at the end of each quarter. So at the end of each 90 days, taking a step back and saying, how did the last three months go? What were my goals? Where did I meet them? If I fell short, where where did I fall short and why? Yeah. You know, was it that I was putting too much on my plate and realistically I couldn't have accomplished what I thought I could? Um, is it that, you know, life happened and I had to take a step back from a few areas uh, in my business? Or is it that, you know, I set these things up, but I had problems staying accountable and following through because that happens too. We're humans. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I, I, um, I believe the same thing. And part of the reason is that you can make adjustments in real time, but if you set your goals or your review mm-hmm. too far away, you don't know why something, you know, if something didn't work. You don't remember why. Cause yes. right. Yes. So I like this, you know, the shorter time frame, um, and it makes the goal more attainable, smaller, right? Mm-hmm. So it's more attainable, which then feels good and keeps you moving forward. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it gives yeah. you that momentum to keep you going, right? I like to think of it, you know, if you think of kids playing with snow, they start off, they've got a real small snowball. And as they keep rolling, it's it bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And so yeah. if we think about either good things or issues in our business, 
we want to be aware of them when they're small snowballs. Right. Because if it's a good thing, we want to capitalize it and optimize it so it can get bigger. And if it's an issue, we want to deal with it when it's small. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, Donna, this is really great information. I appreciate you coming on and and explaining this and, and sharing this time with us. It's so much easier after this conversation to see um, how a small business owner can see themselves as a CEO, mm-hmm. right? That, than before we had this conversation. So thank you for that. And how can the listeners find you? Yeah. So my website is ceoamplify.ca. I also have a podcast. So for those who enjoy listening to podcasts, if you're looking for another one, you can find me at CEO Amplify uh, on Apple and Google and all the spots. And um, if you'd like some help going through what a CEO Power Hour would look like and what the steps are, then when you get to the website, there is a downloadable there, which you're welcome to grab. And it'll walk you through each of the steps of setting up that Power Hour and what do I do during the hour. Nice. Thank you. Boy, uh, as I said, I, I appreciate this is one of these episodes that I think you listen to a couple of times mm. and, you know, then start doing some some implementing. So uh, thank you for that. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzoir, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.